You are listening to the San Antonio Zen Center Dharma Talks. The San Antonio Zen Center is supported solely by donation, so that everyone can participate in our offerings and programs, regardless of income. If you are able, please consider making a donation to SAZC through the donation button on our site, sanantoniozen.org, or by visiting paypal.me slash sanantoniozen. Thank you for your practice and enjoy the talk. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm uh, happy of the opportunity to be with you this morning. Uh, Colin requested that I do this Dharma talk today, and I'm very happy to do so. Um, Colin and I, I guess, in Dharma tradition, would be a sort of a, he would be a Dharma cousin. So we are both Zen teachers, I in another lineage, uh, in a white plum lineage, and it's always um, a treat and an honor uh, to be with this Sangha, which will forever be my Sangha, uh, and the one that I have sat with for I don't know, a very long time, 15 years maybe? Does that sound right, Cheryl, about? Um, so I'm glad to be here, and I bring you greetings from the middle of the world. I just uh, arrived from Ecuador uh, yesterday um, and um, was there for an um, installation of a new Dharma teacher, a new Dharma sister, Monica Maher is her name. She's an American who has lived in Ecuador for eight years. And uh, she decided that her installation ceremony she would like to have be in Quito. And so that's where uh, we were. It was a wonderful, wonderful place to be. One uh, morning, one, uh, I think it was on Saturday morning, we were doing King Hen outside. And right in front of us, clearly no clouds, was the Cotopaxi, which is one of the 80-plus volcanoes uh, in Ecuador. It's just gorgeous. Uh, Roshi Kennedy, my teacher, uh, commented that it looked very much like Mount Fuji uh, in Japan, uh, that uh, some of you may know of through your readings or visits uh, to uh, Japan. So it was all very special. We also got to, um, you know, put one foot on one side, uh, the northern hemisphere, and um, the other foot on the other side, and uh, learn a little bit about the magnetism of the earth, and you know why water, even in a toilet, flushes one way. I think it's uh, clockwise in the northern hemisphere, and uh, counterclockwise uh, in the southern. Um, and the sort of the special energy that is in what are now three uh, middle of the worlds. Yeah, I learned also that there is not one. So the ancient uh, peoples in that part of the world um, designated a place as the middle. Um, and then the French came <laughs> in the 16th century and they decided it was this middle and that's where that what you may have seen uh, that has like this big globe on top, this big heavy uh, cement globe, 
is that, and then GPS came along, and GPS says, no, 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 it's here, uh, and um, who knows what it is before the labeling, right, but there it is, the middle of the world, um, and I loved uh, being there, and loved being a part of that very beautiful bilingual uh, ceremony, since there were people who spoke Spanish, and people who spoke English, um, and people who spoke both, so uh, greetings, uh, from that very special place. And Roshi Kennedy also, I told him I would be doing this today, and he sent greetings uh, to, to the entire Sangha. A, uh, a monk, a very uh, dedicated monk, went to his uh, Zen master and asked, does everything vanish? Yes said the teacher, everything vanishes. But what about our temple, said the monk, and the beautiful garden, and the fruits outside? So beautiful. Does that vanish? Yes, said the Zen master. Well, but no, what about the people that I love? What about them? Yes. Everyone and everything you love or ever will love disappears. But what about merit? There must be merit. Will merit disappear? The Zen master said, there is no merit. Well, this was just too much for the monk. He could not accept these words from his teacher. So he went in search of something else, a different answer perhaps. He traveled all of China in search of another teacher, another answer. When he found the other teacher, he asked, does everything vanish? Does everything go away? Yes, said the teacher. Everything goes away. But what about this temple? What about this place? What about the other monks? What about you? What about me? And the teacher said, everything goes. Well, what about the other people that I left behind? all the people that I love. Everyone you love or will ever love. Everything you love or will ever love will disappear. But what about merit? 
Don't we practice to accumulate merit? 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 There is no merit. That teacher, shortly after the conversation, died. The monk felt badly. He understood the truth now. Everything goes. And he realized that his first teacher had been entirely correct. So he crossed all of China to find him and tell him what he had learned. And when he arrived, he found that his first teacher was dead. His teacher was right. Everything, everyone vanishes. Even his teachers vanished. As a matter of fact, the deaths themselves in this koan teach us that everything vanishes, that everything disappears, that everything and everyone we love or will ever love goes away. Sen would have us experience that not only does everything vanish, but that moment by moment everything goes. This moment is not related to the previous moment. Now does not generate now in the next moment. Every moment is and it is not related to the next moment or to the previous moment. So you say, well, I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of um, depressing, isn't it? Everything vanishes and one moment is not related to another. Well, this is where freedom and real liberation lies in Zen. The first teacher in our koan did not die because his student did not believe him and left. The second teacher did not die because his student believed him and left to go find his first teacher. Moments just are. So Zen offers us in this way real liberation and freedom at every moment of our lives. If what I experience this very moment is not related to the next moment as it is, then I have complete and total freedom. Isn't that cool?
I can live the next moment as it is. I can enjoy this moment as it is. If the people that I love will disappear, if the people that I love are disappearing, then how precious is this moment? How absolutely precious. So real liberation and freedom, that is where Zen gives us that. And there is no merit. Imagine that. I don't have to spend my life trying to live another life. The one that I'm not living, I don't need to do that. There is no merit in being thin or in being fat. There is no merit in studying or not studying. Now obviously, there is a uh, world, the world we inhabit, the world of form, within which I would not have gotten a PhD if I decided, Foof, I won't study. But when there is no merit, really, then moment by moment I can decide what I will put my shoulder to. What will I work for? without merit. Who am I without merit? Who am I without thinking that this moment is connected to the next one? When uh, Bodhidharma left um, India and went to China, he was called in front of the emperor and the emperor said, you know, I have attained great merit. This beautiful, beautiful temple that you see, I built. I have accumulated great merit. So what did Bodhidharma said in his very rough, rough way, we are told? He told the emperor, no merit. And walked away from the emperor to the astonishment of everyone. And Bodhidharma went and faced the wall and sat for another nine years. What would your life be? What would my life be if we weren't striving for merit? If we weren't striving to make something happen. 
just the fact that this will disappear, that my two sons and my husband will disappear, that there is no merit to be earned, does that mean for me that nothing matters? No. I am free. You are free. Moment by moment to look and see what is it that matters? What is it that you will put your shoulder to without any reward, without any merit, without anyone loving you back? What will you put your shoulder to? What will you do with your moments? And they're short, believe me. I'm 65 years old and I'm extremely conscious <laughs> that my moments are short. I have lived more of my life, regardless of how many more years I am given. I have lived more of my life than I have ahead of me. That is not so for all of you. It's very clear to me right now. So what will I do? What will you do with your moments? What or who will you love? You are totally free. There's a very beautiful poem that some of you may be um, familiar with called The Summer Day by Mary Oliver. Uh, unrelated to Zen, but in a very Zen way, she has this uh, poem to offer us called The Summer Day. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean. The one who has flung herself out of the grass. The one who is eating sugar out of my hand. Who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down. Who is gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention. How to fall down into the grass. How to kneel down in the grass how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last 
and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Do we have time doing for a question or two? Spence? All right. Any questions or comments or insights?